Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Blossoms of Courage podcast, a podcast designed to inspire the women of today with the women of yesterday. I'm your host, Maddie May. Today, I'm going to be telling you about a personal favorite of mine, Olympia Murata. I first learned about Olympia when my friend let me borrow the Chosen Daughter series published by PNR. One of the books in this series, The Weight of a Flame, The Passion of Olympia Murata by Simon Edgar, told the beautiful story of a young lady who was a blossom of courage. I was immediately drawn to Olympia for a few reasons. One is that she was a writer, and that was something I aspired to be. Two is Olympia was very well educated. She was her father's masterpiece. I don't know too many 13-year-olds who are fluent in Latin and Greek or study and write dissertations on Cicero or are asked to tutor in the royal court. She was high above the norm of her time for various reasons that I will go into in a moment. Olympia was born at the time of the Italian Renaissance. People were exploring new ideas and concepts. The writings of Luther and Calvin were becoming more popular, and the Roman Catholic Church wasn't exactly thrilled about that, leading to the persecution of the Protestants, or as they were known in Italy at this time, as Lutherans. Olympia Murata was born in 1526 in Ferrara, Italy, to Fulvio Pellegrino Murato and Lucrezia Murata. She was their oldest and first daughter. The Muratas also had three more daughters. Sadly, their names are lost to history. They also had a son named Emilio. At the young age of 13, Olympia was fluent in Latin and Greek, which for a girl was unusual for those times. Her father poured himself into her education, making her different from the other girls of her time who were taught needlepoint, sewing, and how to be a proper wife and get a good husband so they could be cared for. However, Fulvio had a different view for his daughter, and it paid off. In 1539, Olympia was invited to tutor and be a companion of study to Anna de Est, the daughter of Duke Ercole II and Duchess Renée of France, at the royal court of Ferrara. Unfortunately, in 1548, her beloved father fell ill, and she was called home to care for him. Shortly after her return, Fulvio died, and Olympia was devastated. Up to this point, Olympia had not really cared about what she believed. She was too busy with her books and studying. But with the passing of her father, she began to wonder. After finding a letter in his desk to their friend, Dr. Curio, she clearly saw what her father believed and encouraged her to follow in his steps. Olympia requested to return to court, but since she was now the sole provider for her family, but she was no longer needed or wanted since Anna now resided in France with her husband, Francis Duke of Guise, who was a first persecutor of the Huguenots. It is also assumed that Duke wanted to remove all Protestants from his court. With Fulvio dead and Olympia out of work, the Murata family became very poor. At this period in history, most families would have sent their children to convents or monasteries to receive some schooling, and at the least they would have food. But, because the Maratas were Protestant, they would not. With the help of Olympia's friends, she found Protestant homes for her sisters to work in and receive room and board. When Olympia's father had been sick, a doctor from Germany called Andreas Gruntler had helped her father, and in 1550, at age 24, which was quite old for that time, Olympia married him. Unfortunately, Olympia had poor health her entire life and was unable to have her own children. So she cared for her eight-year-old brother, Emilio. 
Soon, Olympia and Andreas were forced to flee Italy because of the pressing persecution of Protestants. So, the young couple moved to Schweinfurt, Germany, which was Andreas's childhood home. On the way, Olympia finished her translation of Psalm 23 into Greek meter, and by the end of her life, she translated all the psalms into Greek meter. Shortly after arriving in Schweinfurt, um, it was occupied by the soldiers of Albert Alcibiades. Andreas was put in charge of the army's hospital, and while working, he contracted a sort of plague that had been raging through the cramped hospital, it nearly taking his life. But by the grace of God and the careful care of Olympia, he recovered. Unfortunately, though, when Alcibiades left, the enemy poured in and many fled to the church to find safety. But it was lit on fire, causing the whole town to be set ablaze. Thankfully, Olympia and her little family did not go into the church, but they once again found themselves running. Olympia, Andreas, and Emilio all fled to Heidelberg. The year was 1555, and Andreas was accepted as a professor of medicine at the university, while Olympia tutored students in Latin and Greek. But while under siege in Schweinfurt, Olympia had developed a fever that never fully subsided. Struggling with poor health her entire life, a few months later she died, just before her 29th birthday. Less than two months after her death, the plague swept through Heidelberg, taking with it Andres, Andreas and Emilio, who was only 13. Olympia was an encouragement to many, even writing letters to Anna after her marriage, encouraging her to become a Protestant. This poem she wrote shortly before her death tells us that she did not fear death, but longed to be with Christ. May we all be able to say this one day. I long to fade away, so great is my confidence in Christ, and to be with him in whom my life thrives. Olympia is an inspiration to me because she's an example of a godly woman who is willing to give up a life of luxury for a life of hardship. She stands out to me because of her love for learning and her dedication to God. She is a blossom of courage. If you'd like to learn more about the life of Olympia Murata, I'd recommend Weight of a Flame, The Passion of Olympia Murata by Simon Edicar, and the link will be in the description. Next time, I'll be telling you about a spunky girl who was a spy during the American War for Independence. Don't forget to like and follow wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been the Blossoms of Courage podcast. I'm your host, Maddie May.